Good morning. We are so excited that you have joined us. Wow, what a powerful and anointed song we just heard. Worship team, incredible job. That song's message is so timely for you and I today. He is our victory. You and I are not alone. He is your victory. I pray that today you experience the victory of Jesus Christ in your life. We are so thankful that you've chosen to worship with us here at Saginaw First Assembly today. I'd like to invite you to do something with me. Would you take a second and just below on your screen, would you like and share this service? Would you share this uh, moment? Uh, put it out there. There might be someone who sees that, who tunes in, who needs to hear this message today. Uh, I'll tell you what, throughout this message, if you're able, uh, give some shout outs. Uh, say hello. Let us know you're there. Say amen. Uh, help me preach a little bit today. Uh, I would love uh, to just see uh, what the Lord's doing in your heart, in your life. Make sure to like and share right now and, and be, a, be an active participant in our service today. As we begin, I just want to say a huge thank you uh, to so many of you who prayed uh, diligently for me over the last several weeks and months. Thank you so much. Doing so much better. I'll tell you, there was a day when I couldn't breathe and talk at the same time. Now, normally I'm, I'm a pretty coordinated person, but that gave me uh, a little, that was a struggle for a little while. Uh, for me, being in the hospital, uh, it was an interesting time. I went into the hospital and everything was normal. I came out of the hospital and the apocalypse had hit and there was no more toilet paper left. And I didn't understand what was happening and how that had happened. Uh, while I was in the hospital, this whole thing just kind of exploded onto the scene. And we have so many to be thankful for. We have an incredible staff here at Saginaw First Assembly who have done an incredible job. We had some incredible guest speakers who filled this pulpit over the last several weeks. They were uh, so powerful. I just want to say a huge thanks to all of them who filled this pulpit. It was an incredible time each and every Sunday joining in worship and word with you. And today, let me just say, I am excited. I am thrilled uh, just to be standing before you and able to bring the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, as you know, last week, if you missed last week's service, I invite you at some point to catch up, take a listen to it. You'll find it on our Facebook page. Uh, Jacob Spence really launched for us this series, Where is the Church? And that's an incredible question that I had to ask uh, one, one Sunday after uh, I got out of the hospital. Uh, I was at my infusion therapy that I was going through and I left and I was headed home. It was Sunday morning just before church started and I made my way here to the church. I've only been here a couple of times since, since this all began uh, and that was one of them. Nobody here walked in and, and just sat in the sanctuary and I began to listen to that Sunday's uh, message and that Sunday's service and I watched it right here in our sanctuary. I was walking around and thinking, where is everybody? Where, how is this family doing? How are they doing? I wonder how everyone is doing and where is everyone at? I asked that question. Where, where's the church 
where are they at? Where are they partaking of church in their living room? Uh, whether they're, some are still working and maybe at work, all the healthcare workers who, who continue to do such an incredible job for all of us. Thank you to all the healthcare workers who are out there on the front lines, uh, champions. We are praying for you. I begin to ask that question, where is the church? Because church is a little different these days. Uh, I, I know that as we walk through this moment in time, church life looks a little bit different, much as life looks a little bit different. Life today is different than it was as we knew it a couple of months ago. What we thought was normal has completely been revolutionized. And as we take a look this morning at this question, where is the church? I believe that we're going to see some pretty powerful, powerful truths. But as we've walked through this, plans got derailed. We as a church had many plans through this season. We were so excited this spring. We were going to uh, accept and receive, I should say, 53 new members into our church family. How exciting is that? We couldn't wait for the annual business meeting to share vision and dreams of where we were headed and to uh, really to introduce you to new leadership and leaders that are developing here within the body. There were so many exciting things planned. We looked forward to Vision 2020 and, and seeing God do some incredible things this spring and summer to continue to advance and develop our church facilities to prepare for the incredible harvest that we know, we believe uh, to come. We, we had plans for Good Friday and Easter. How many of you know that through this season, some plans had to be set aside. I'm sure you as a family have had plans that maybe you had that got set aside. We as a family had our uh, plans. In fact, it was just this past week, our plans were to be on a family vacation. And let me tell you, that would have been somewhere really warm. But we had to set that aside. All of us have had to set some things aside as we've walked through this day. And I don't know if you've ever been like me, if you've ever asked the question, God, what are you up to? God, what are you doing? What are you, you up to? We as a church have watched families have to set aside or move uh, really their, their plans, set them aside for weddings and funerals. Uh, they weren't able to celebrate the life of those who have gone on to be with the Lord like they normally would. Weddings have been postponed and pushed back. All of us have experienced probably some life changes through this. And we naturally ask the question, God, what are you up to? What are you doing? I want you to know that uh, that question has been asked even by myself. I've asked the Lord, what, what, what are you doing? What are, what are you speaking? What, what's taking place? The signs of the time. There's, there's no guidebook for any of us to walk through these days. Every day it's new and we're just trusting in the Lord and being led uh, by His Spirit. I remember being asked one time by a, a one of the workers who was here uh, at the church, there was a crew that was working on the church, and one of the contractors actually came up, and he, he said, Pastor, let me ask you a question. What will you do 
if you're ever not able to meet as a church. And I thought about that for a, a hot second. And I said, I'll tell you what, I believe with all of my heart, Matthew 16, 18, the Lord says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I believe that God's word is true and the gates of hell will not prevail against his church. I believe that the church is going to thrive during this time. And I believe that you're going to thrive during this time. I believe that God's hand is upon us and he is walking through this pandemic with each and every one of us. And as we become aware of that, it's an incredibly eye-opening thing when we put our trust in him. Having gone through what we are walking through, we are going to be better. We are going to be better and stronger coming out of the other side of this season that we are living in. I believe God has great plans for His church. And the gates of hell will not stop it. The gates of hell will not slow it down. The gates of, not, the gates of hell will not hinder it in any way. But it will thrive and flourish in the days ahead. You may look and be saying, where is the church? You're watching church right now uh, on a screen or on a monitor. You're watching right now. Church has changed. You may be asking, where is the church? Where's the physical church? Let me tell you, God is up to something. I can't go on social media right now without seeing someone uh, sharing a devotional, someone sharing a word, someone posting something inspirational, uh, a service, uh, a prayer time, a worship time, much like our, our worship team uh, launched and premiered this week, and we saw it this morning. What an incredible message to get out everywhere that I look. The message of the gospel is being proclaimed. The church is strong and it's rising and it's growing. What an incredible season. I, I want to see that song that our worship team presented. That is so powerful. That is so well done. We would love for so many people to be uplifted by that message. I will tell you what, we're living in an incredible day. Listen to this. We are living in unprecedented times, which equal unprecedented opportunities. We are living in some unprecedented times which offer us some unprecedented opportunities. At first, I remember I was saying right away, boy, I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait till we get back to the way things were. And I want you to know we will get back to normal or as is being talked about a new normal as that develops. But I'm realizing, I'm realizing that there might be some things personally that I don't want to go back to normal. What does that word normal mean to you? Maybe some things shouldn't go back to normal. Maybe we shouldn't fall back and can't wait to go back into the same old routines that we lived in before this took place. Maybe, maybe this is a moment and a momentum shift for me, for you, for us to move forward, to be bold, to share our faith, to be a good neighbor, to return not just to the way things were, but maybe not to return to some of the things that were. 
maybe we want to move forward. I want to share with you my heart. I, I don't want to just return to normal. I want to be better than normal. When we come through this, I want to be better. I want to be stronger. I want to have more faith. I want to understand God's plan for my life, for my family, for His church. And I believe that each and every one of us have that right before us. I pray that today you look ahead and say, you know what, maybe I'll ask this question. What are some of the things that you had to lay down that you thought were so important that you realized those really weren't that important? They really weren't as important as I thought they were. What are some of the things that you've laid down that you don't want to pick up again? What are some habits that you've broken that you don't want to return to? Or maybe, what are there some of the habits that you've picked up during this time that you want to hold on to? that you want to keep as we move forward. I believe that God has victory in store for the church. I believe that God has a victory in store for our church. I believe that God has a victory in store for you today. There is victory ahead. Last week, Jake Spence brought a message and he launched this series, Where is the Church? with a message titled, Scared, Scattered, and set up for a miracle. Now today, I want to talk to you about the miracle. I believe that God has a miracle in store for you. I believe that God has a miracle in store for our church. The miracle of the church are people. There it is. The miracle of the church are people. And you know what? Let me just say this. We have some pretty incredible people here at Saginaw First Assembly. If you have never attended a service here, uh, once we're able to, I invite you to. You'll find some of the most friendly people on the planet that are here. And uh, I think you'll love your time meeting uh, each and every one of them as uh, it's just a very friendly congregation. The miracle of today's church is you. The miracle of today's church are God's people. I want you, if you have people that you're watching this with, I want you to look at them right now and say, say this, say, you are the miracle. You are the miracle. Now, I want you to, this, this might be awkward, de declare that over yourself. I am a miracle. I am a miracle. I invite you, give me an amen right now in the, in the comments there. Say amen. I believe that God wants to do a miracle. He's preparing us for a miracle. And today I want to talk to you about that miracle. Listen to this. The church is not the building in which we gather. The church gathers within a building. The Spirit and power of Christ lives in each and every one of us. The Spirit and the power of Christ lives in you. The miracle of the church is dwelling inside of each of us, in every one of us, by His Spirit. Within us, we shall overcome. We are the church. You are the church. The miracle is you. God chose you. God has a plan for you. He wants you to be used in a mighty way during this season. Let me read to you this verse. Ephesians 2, verse 20 and 22. He says, Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus Himself being the cornerstone, 
in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. Jesus Christ is our cornerstone. He is the the one that is set in place that the structure is all built on. Our lives are built upon that cornerstone. In verse 22, listen to this. It says, In Him you also are being built together into a dwelling into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. God wants to dwell inside of you. He wants to have an incredible place in your heart and your life. Acts 17.24 says this, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temple, temples built by human hands. Do not get me wrong. Let, let me say it. I cannot wait for the day that you and I get to worship the Lord together. I, I miss you. I miss seeing everyone. I cannot wait. There is something powerful about gathering together in this season. We have to do church from our own homes. There will be a day when we come together and we celebrate. I've told our staff, I've told our team, I I say it all the time. That day when we get to gather together is going to be such an explosion of praise and filled with His presence. I cannot wait for that. The miracle of the church is that the power of the Lord resides in you. He walks with you every single day. Whether you're sheltering at home, whether you have to go out and you're an essential worker and you continue to work and your family uh, is walking through this time, whether you're a busy mom and now you find yourself as a homeschool teacher and, and you're teaching your kids and you're walking through a different season, I want you to know that the power of the Spirit resides in you and His strength is there to encourage you to walk with you through this time the miracle of the church where is the church i'll tell you where the church is look in the mirror you are the church there will be a day when we will gather together again it will be the most exciting thing until that day we continue to be the church Where is the church? The church is alive. The church is well. And God is still moving by His Spirit. I want to share with you some things very quickly that will lead you, and I believe lead our church family, to the miracle that lies ahead. The first thing is this. The first thing we have to do as we walk through this moment, as we walk through this understanding that we are the church, and and I believe as we understand these, it will help us to, to realize, it will help us to experience the miracle in our lives for our church as we move forward. Here it is. Number one, remember that God is in control. God has a plan that is good and it is meant to prosper you It is meant to heal you. It is meant to watch over you, to keep you, to protect you. Our God's hand is upon your life. It is upon the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. It shall not be stopped. I take a look and remember back as I grew up trusting in the Lord and watching Him move mountains in my life and open up uh, things that I would have never dreamed possible. And walking through that, I, I learned to trust Him. And 
understand that He will take care of my every need. He will take care of your every need. I want you to know that you don't have to be in control. Let God take care of it. Put your trust in Him and watch what He will do. I love great comebacks. I love comeback stories. As you and I know, there, there's no sports on today. Throughout history, there have been some incredible comebacks. There were comebacks uh, throughout the Bible of men and women who, who, who failed, who, who stumbled, who fell, and then made an incredible comeback. Some of those great comebacks were Noah and the ark. Uh, the building of that, the, the incredible comeback of humanity that God spared them. King David was an incredible comeback story. Saul, who became Paul, and of, of course, Jesus, who came back to life, who gave his life for you and I, and, and he rose again. What an incredible, that's the greatest comeback story ever. There's something powerful about a comeback story. When everything looks over, when the game looks out of hand, when, the, when it looks like there's no chance for victory, and then something happens, and the momentum begins to shift. And all of a sudden, you kind of sense it coming. You watch it, and you feel it happening. And all of a sudden, that comeback takes place. I want you to know that God delivers victory even when all we see around us is defeat. God delivers victory, even when all we see around us is defeat. You may see all around you there is defeat. You may see the, the problems and the difficulties of today. Let me tell you that in that moment, God has a great victory in store for you. God wants to deliver a miracle to your heart and your life. Which leads us, secondly, number two, equip yourself with what God has already given you. You have everything you need to get through your situation. And God is right there with you every step of the way. God knows your need even before you know your need. He knows the things that you're going to, and I believe in this, that you're going to need before we know them. And God is going to be there and walk with you through that. He might be drawing you closer to Him right now. He may be causing you to seek Him like you've never sought Him before. He is your peace. He is your strength. He is your courage to overcome any situation that you might be facing today. All you have to do is accept those gifts and use them. Get in the Word and discover what God has given you. There's a great saying that I absolutely love. Uh, I've said it for uh, a few times here at Saginaw First Assembly over the years. Vision over visibility. Having vision over visibility. Let me share what that means. Here's what it means. Vision over visibility is being able to look towards the horizon without being deterred by all of the obstacles that lie in your way. Too many times we see all the problems, all the difficulties, all the, the pandemics and the bad things that are happening in the world and, and the economic issues that we're facing today. And we see all of those things. And when we get our eyes off of the horizon, when we see those problems, all of a sudden 
we lose sight of the vision. We don't see the vision. I believe that God has given us a big vision. He has a big plan. He has great things that are in store. And so we see in this moment to keep our eyes fixed on what He has for your life. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. Don't let the things that are happening around you. You know, as believers, we don't have to let those things around us deter us. We need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And when we do that, when we fix our eyes on Him, it's kind of what faith is. Faith is giving us the ability to see something that, even, that isn't even there yet. That's faith. Being able to see the unseen. To have faith and trust in Jesus, knowing that He will take us by the hand, He will lead us, and He will walk with us. And that miracle that takes place when we trust Him is so incredible to experience. I believe this. Don't get deterred by the obstacles around you. God has a miracle in store for you. Listen to this. The church, I believe, has been positioned right now for its greatest victories ahead. The church is positioned right now for great victories tomorrow. The miracle lies ahead of us. The miracle is you. God is working in your life. He is, in, he is speaking to you. You are the church. He is pouring out His Spirit upon you even now to walk through these days victorious. That's the power of the church. Number three, take time to rest. The Bible says that we don't need to worry. God has promised to take care of your every need. All you need to do, listen to this, all you need to do is rest in His promises. Take time to rest your physical body, yes. Take time to rest your mind and your spirit will be renewed. And when you rest in Him, you know, worry takes a lot of energy. Anxiety takes a lot of mental, creates a lot of mental stress and fatigue. And when we rest in the promises of the Lord, something incredible takes place in our physical body. When we rest in Him, we can pick up the cares of the world and carry them on our shoulders and it just weighs us down. Or we can cast the cares of the world at His feet knowing that He is leading us, He is guiding us, and there are great days ahead. It's okay to feel overwhelmed at times. Really, I mean that. We all do. We're natural. We're human. We're human. We, we have those emotions. And when we do, it's, it's not about having that overwhelming sensation or that anxiety. It's what we do with it. It's very tempting to give in to those feelings of maybe lack of control, which can lead to some of those emotions that, that cause us to fear, doubt, worry, wonder. These feelings themselves are not wrong. It's what we do with them. The decisions we make in the wake of challenging circumstances and intense feelings like these, which I want you to know your feelings, your emotions, you matter to God. You matter to God. He cares about you. He loves you. The Bible tells us that we shouldn't give in to those feelings. God has provided everything to take care of our needs. His Word leads us and guides us and brings peace to our heart, peace to our soul during any stressful time. His desire for us is to allow Him to take care of us. Listen to this. God works all things together 
for good. I'm sure you've heard that before. God works all things together for good. I want you right now to say all. I want you to type all in the, in the comment list right now. God takes care of in capitals all of my needs. Declare it. All. All. Everything. Now listen to this. What does that mean? That means all things. Either we believe it or we don't. That means all the good things. That means all the bad things. It means all the difficult things. That means all the sunny days, all the rainy days, all the pandemic days, all things work together for good. God has good in store through the darkest night. It's set up for the greatest comeback that you and I will experience and we're going to experience it together. God's will moving on this planet to reach many hearts and lives for Jesus Christ. So what do we need to do? Finally, number four, we need to take time to be with God. God is your Father. He desires to have a relationship with you. He desires to know you. Make sure, find time, find a place. Even if you're sheltering at home and you have your family, try to find somewhere or a time that you can be alone and spend with Him. The more you get to know the Father, the more you get to know Him, the more you'll understand that you don't have anything to worry about. You have nothing to fear. Even in your darkest hour, there is no need to be overwhelmed. Trust in God. He will never, ever fail you. Maybe this is a moment. Maybe this is a moment. Maybe this is a momentum shift for you and I to experience God's goodness and grace in our lives. One of my favorite verses I want to close with today. Uh, I love this verse. It was my uh, verse all through college. Hebrews 10, 24. In 25, it says this, And let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together. We're meeting together right now as we are able, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. This is the moment for the church to rise. I want to encourage you. God has a miracle in store for you, but can you hear me? God wants you to help be the miracle for someone else. Would you take a moment this week? Would you call someone? Would you send them a message? Send them a note? Send them an encouraging word? If the Lord lays someone on your heart, be the church, be the miracle, pick up that phone. Call someone, encourage them, lift them up, brighten someone's day. Be a voice of, of incredible, be the voice of incredible encouragement to someone today. You and I have the power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us today to live and to be the church. Yes, there was a moment we were scared. We didn't know what to do. We didn't know what was happening. We were scattered. Where is the church? What's happening? And all of a sudden, we realized that God was setting us up for a miracle. The miracle is you. God wants to walk and, and move, and He wants to empower you. The church is going to continue to rise because the Spirit of God lives inside of you. Today, if you're here, I want to pray for you. I want to ask the Lord to touch you. 
I want to ask the Lord to bring victory into your life. If you are in need of a miracle, I believe that God can do that in this moment as we pray. But I also want to ask if you're here today and you're listening to me today and you would like, as we've talked about this message, something inside of you just began to stir. You say, you know what? I need Jesus Christ in my life. I need to put my trust in him. I've been worrying, fearing. I've been doing this all, this life on my own. And today I realize I need to give my heart. I need to repent. I need to allow Jesus to be the Lord of my life. I would love to pray with you. The Bible makes it very clear that all we have to do is call in the name of the Lord and he will save us. He wants to move in your heart and your life today. I would like to invite everyone to join me in a word of prayer as we close this service. Father, first, I pray for each and every person listening. God, I pray that as we have heard this message, where is the church? We understand that we are the church, that you are still moving and alive in our hearts and in our lives. God, I pray that there will be victory after victory after victory. And God, that you would begin to do incredible miracles. We look forward to the future with anticipation to see what you are going to do. Father, I pray right now for those who have joined us, who need to put their trust in you. God, even now as they call upon your name, I pray that you would flood their heart wherever they're at. If they're in their living room at home, Lord, if they're driving their car, if they're at work, God, I pray right now that you would touch them and come into their heart and their lives in Jesus' name. And I pray as they put their trust in you in this moment, God, that you would give them right now an incredible sense of your presence and your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on, say it with me. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm so glad that you joined us today. If you have any prayer needs or, or if you ask Jesus Christ into your heart or you begin to want to begin a journey to trust him, we would love to walk with you through that journey. Give us a call. You'll see the number and, a, and an email on the screen right now. Uh, you can contact us at prayer at saginawfirst.church. Call the office, leave a message, and we will be sure to get back with you. We would love to pray with you. We would love to walk this journey with you. And we know that God has great plans in store for you. Be blessed. Have an amazing day. Can't wait to see you next Sunday.